The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's start the insanity. Giddy up. New York Bozo! New York Yes, a bounce-back game indeed. What I am calling the most annoying, convincing win ever. 35-20. to 20. The Green Bay Packers over the hosting Houston Texans. A little bit of a tongue twister I gave myself there. I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. And this is the APC Podcast Rapid Reaction. Two Schlitz to the wind. We are two Schlitz to the wind here on a Sunday afternoon. I am joined to break down this game by... Tex Western, how are you, man? I'm good. It just feels good to be back in the win column today um, and to to be convincing, at least in some respects, <laughs> felt felt better. Before we uh, before we fired up the microphones, what did you say? It was nice to watch a reasonable game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, offense looked great in the first half. They, you know, bogged down a little bit in the second half, but uh, you know, it, it was one of those even when Houston started threatening a little bit it felt like um you know felt like it was pretty well in hand yeah i agree but let's start at the beginning because you know word comes down yesterday of all the injuries and and players that we're going to miss in in this game and suddenly a game that we thought was going to be um handled very easily we were starting to i think we were worried a little bit on the apc back end no bakhtiari no aaron jones no uh savage no savage um it was, uh, yeah, Tyler Irvin, Tyler Irvin, you know, not yeah. in there. So Billy Turner at left tackle. Let's get your first thoughts there. Um, I was, I didn't, I mean, maybe I wasn't following closely enough, but I, I wasn't, um, I was surprised that he was playing there to begin with. Yeah. I was thinking they were going to go with Wagner at left tackle and just keep the rest of the line more or less the same. Um, and and part of part of the reason I was thinking back about that was that Wagner played left tackle at Wisconsin, but then after Turner got the start today, somebody reminded us that uh, Turner also played left tackle at North Dakota State and has played left tackle a little bit in the NFL, uh, whereas Wagner's been pretty much exclusively on the right side. So I think probably you know giving him the full week to uh, to prepare at that side, um, you know certainly it seems like he he for the most part, you know, held up pretty well. The, the O-line overall, I thought, um, you know, looked pretty solid. So I was, I was pretty trepidatious early on too, but um, you know, it, it, that first drive, there was one great play where, um, you know, he basically just stoned JJ Watt coming off the edge 
And uh, that was kind of the moment. It was like, okay, this, this, this could work. I we could be can okay do with this. this. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, you, mean, you mentioned pass protection. I feel like that was uh, where he was solid. And it seemed like as far as run protection, Matt LaFleur saw to it that they were not going to test him in that arena. So a team that normally tries to find the outside in uh, this Packers offense uh, was, was keeping it inside. A lot of Jamal Williams up the gut. And I think that that really helped Turner as well. Yeah, and I think it's 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 both keeping Turner from you know being exposed a little bit and using that the running backs you have to their best skill sets. Um, you know, Williams has always been more effective as just a straight ahead kind of power runner rather than a, a cutback zone type of guy like Aaron Jones is. And when you've got Williams and AJ Dillon as your two, you know, basically your two running backs in this game, um, it makes sense that you would run them a lot more on the interior anyway. So I think it was a, a pretty good job, especially early on. First half, I thought was the play calling was great pretty yep. much for, for most of that first half, um, mixing in some really good play action. Um, and yeah, you, you saw it with, with the team getting out to a quick 21 nothing lead. Well, you mentioned uh, Dylan, AJ Dylan, the young running back. We haven't gotten to see that much of him this year. Saw a bigger dose of him today for obvious reason. What did you think? Um, there wasn't a whole lot there, honestly. Um, I mean, he only ended up with what five carries for 11 yards. Um, so certainly not a, uh, um, you know, a, a real impressive day in the stat line, but, um, I, I think he's probably one of those backs that gets better as the game goes along and yeah. gets better as he gets more touches. Um, you know, with his, his powerful running style, I think he can be more of the, you know, wear down the opposing defenses, um, physically type of guy. And so I think, you know, w- Williams had a couple of nice carries late. Um, and, and I think he was the, really the one who got the beneficiary, uh, of that on the stat sheet, um, since he was the one kind of carrying the ball towards the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, let's turn to the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, a lot was made all week about uh, what a stinker of a performance. I think you said it was the second worst statistical performance of his career yeah. last week against yep. the the Buccaneers. And, and he was very sour in some press conference availability. Very sour. I personally found that very amusing, but um, I'm not the one asking the questions in those <laughs> situations. But today, 23 of 34 283, 283 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Did you see what you needed to see out of Rodgers to say, okay, we're fine, that was a blip and we're back? Um, or are you still worried? What do you think? Um, I'm, I'm hesitant to to go all fully back in to the deep end. Um, there were enough concerning plays with him with with some, uh, some of that fadeaway footwork again that um, there were a couple plays I think that he left some yards out there on the field by not stepping into his throws not leading guys I think there was one to to Bob Tunyon um, Tunyon Tunyon yes yes. uh, pronunciation (laughs) but um, I think there was one to him where he kind of threw off his back foot and if uh, I think Tunyon had to to make a, a, a really tough catch I think if he puts it on and, you know, he, he's gone for, you know, 40, 50 yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, one or two of the throws to to Adams as well. I think he could have let him a little bit better. And um, so so there's a little bit of concern there. But fundamentally, you know, I, I think what I took away from this is that, you know, Rodgers in this offense can excel against bad to good defenses and it's when you get into great, which I think is is probably where Tampa Bay's defense is right now. Yeah, um, that's where you get into trouble is when you get a, a truly great defense at all levels. Um, 
that's where, you know, this team is going to need to find some answers. But Houston's defense, not good, not certainly not great, but I would say on the the very not good side. And it was at least encouraging to see Rodgers do what he needed to do, um, you know, and, and exploit the the matchups that he had. Yeah. Tampa, you're right, is definitely in rare air on the defensive side. It's going to be a long time before the Packers face another defense quite that good but you also mentioned Devonte adams 13 receptions 196 yards two touchdowns he averaged 15.1 yards per reception my goodness are we are we looking for him too much are we going to him too, are we relying on uh adams too much or is he just that awesome is it somewhere in between <laughs> Well, in this game, it was so much of it was about matchups because the Texans secondary was banged up. Um, Bradley Roby was out. They had Vernon Hargraves go out a couple times. So they at, at times in the game, they were down both of their starting cornerbacks and they just weren't covering Adams reasonably with uh, the personnel that they had. I mean, yeah. There were a couple instances where on his long touchdown, I mean, he got a quick release off the line and there was no safety help whatsoever. So that's the easiest throw <laughs> and uh, decision Rogers is going to have to make all day. So I think it, that was part of it. You know, I, I the, the talk about DVOA a couple weeks ago, I, I still hate the receiver screens. Um, and there was one on, I think third, third and 10 where, you know, they hit Adams on a quick screen and he was able to scamper out and get 12 yards in the first down. Yep. And that was another one of those where I just, I tweeted out again. It's like bad process, good result, but, uh, but bad process. And uh, I still get a little frustrated by trying to feed him a little bit too much in those plays. But um, like, I'm not sorry that they didn't try to feature MVS in the, in the game. He had four <sighs> targets and no catches. <sighs> Um, including a, a, a drop. Marquez, and, my man, what are you doing? You're killing yeah, me. You know, I, I, it was it was frustrating. And I would have thought maybe a little more of the tight ends, um, especially against the the Texans linebackers. But, you know, when you got a, a team that's not defending your, you know, all pro caliber receiver, yeah. well, you're going to throw them the ball. So from that perspective, I, I get it. Yeah. And and despite that, you still had uh, Malik Taylor getting a touchdown and Hammer uh, Stur- yeah. Sternberger also getting a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was nice to see those guys get into the action a little bit and um, and you know finally get into the end zone. So um, good for them. Hopefully uh, Malik Taylor gets to keep his uh, keep his first touchdown pass uh, football. So that'd be a hopefully a good keepsake for him and hopefully the first of many. Yeah. Uh, switching to the defensive side of the ball, Ty Summers, um, not Ooh. so great at football, maybe? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Not, not so great playing linebacker today, at least. Um, I mean, you know, Chris Barnes plays mostly pretty good, yep. like he has for, you know, the, the first half or so, but then he leaves with an injury. And, you know, Summers played badly mm-hmm. enough that he went out and got benched for Kamal Martin in his first game action. Yep. And Martin had some... He had a couple of really nice plays and a couple of really bad plays, which is, you know, what you expect from a fifth round rookie. But yeah, Summers seemed to really struggle, um, especially in pass coverage. I think that's that's an area where um, the Packers have got to be, you know, hoping that Christian Kirksey comes back soon and that that maybe Kamal Martin can can help out in that area because Summers just isn't getting it done. Yeah, and I tweeted out Summers comes in and that first drive that he's in, I thought to myself, this is a great opportunity for me to focus <laughs> on Ty Summers. And you know what? I think Deshaun Watson saw Ty Summers come in and said said the same thing. This is a great yep. opportunity for me to focus on Ty Summers because uh, you mentioned it, pass coverage, not his strong suit. I saw... Um, yeah, just some a little bit of soft coverage, but also some some bad angles, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, for some reason, you know, Summers playing the ball in space, he's got to be that, you know, the 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 Blake Martinez type, right? The the guy who, you know, cleans up things in the box. Uh, you don't ask him to do too much in space. You know, that's the role I think that that you have to have him play at this point. Yeah, I want to uh, again focusing on the defense, the the Texans, David Johnson rushing for 42 yards. Uh, Watson frustratingly getting 38 yards, Duke Johnson for negative one yard. Suddenly the Packers run defense showing up. They must've really uh, gotten a talking to uh, after, after last week, because um, I noticed that the tackling was a lot better (laughs) this week. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both in the box and, you know, out on the edges, there were a couple of of awesome tackles from a couple of guys. Vernon Scott had a really good one that forced a field goal on the, out on the edge at one point. Um, Yeah. I think Josh, Josh Jackson, I noticed had one or two nice tackles on the edge as well. Um, So yeah, that was encouraging for sure. And then the fact that we actually saw a little bit of pass rush, a little bit of pressure on Watson was, was helpful as well. That was a big, um, a big positive for me uh, moving forward. Yeah, I saw also uh, Raven Green got a few sure tackles. Yes. He was looking pretty good yep. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had one. I think I, I tweeted on that one that it was just an absolutely picture perfect form tackle. Wrapped up the guy around the waist, you know, pulled his head helmet out of the way, um, and that was a I think a big stop for that one. Might have forced a punt as well. So yeah, secondary looked pretty good. Uh, you know, bringing down the ball carriers today, which um, yeah, that's a that's a big improvement. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you focus at all on the secondary, like the the corners? You know, Jair Alexander is a guy who I think is having a really really good season, um, as evidenced by the fact that we never hear his name, and so he's not a superstar. Yep. He's not the guy that the the cameras aren't going to go to him and they're going to talk about him. You know, every other defensive play, but um, it's it, they they showed him at some point late in the game, and I was like, oh yeah, Alexander's back there. He must be playing <laughs> fucking awesome because they haven't talked yeah. about him at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it seemed like all of uh, Deshaun Watson's pass attempts were to the middle of the field. They were, you know, Randall Cobb out of the slot. Um, Brandon Cooks got a little bit out of the slot. But, I mean, Will Fuller basically didn't do anything for the entire game. Uh, Kenny Stills didn't really do anything either. So, you know, we'll have to look back and see if if Josh Jackson seemed to play well in coverage, too, because it seemed to me that everything was being thrown to the middle um, and and they were attacking the, the, the slot guys, the safeties, the linebackers and coverage um, as opposed to trying anything on, on really either of the Packers two boundary guys. Yeah. We joked about this a little bit back and forth on Twitter and, and leading up to the game, but I, I had predicted no, no less than four instances of Deshaun Watson <laughs> frustratingly scrambling, slipping by guys for a third down conversion. Did we get, did we get three or did we stop at two? We almost got three, I think. Yeah, I think the I think we didn't count the third one because that was the one that ended up gets getting stopped just short. Yeah, it was fourth um, and one after and set that, up that yeah. fourth and one, yeah. which uh, which Preston Smith snuffed out. So um, yeah, we we definitely hit the under on your prediction, which was uh, which was a relief. You hit four or more of those types of plays. That's that's a bad day. Yeah, is Watson good? Is that a fair yes. question? He's good, I mean, right? I, yeah, I, I think he's a. I, I really think he's a good quarterback, and um, you know, another one of the guys that uh, the the Bears took Mitchell Trubisky over. So um, that's <laughs> oh. always fun to bring up. But no, I mean, I think he's a good quarterback. Um, he's certainly a you know a, an incredible athlete, and it, his one of his biggest strengths is 
one of Aaron Rodgers' biggest strengths, which is kind of making something on broken plays and making something out of nothing and playing off schedule. Um, and he did have to do a lot of that to, today because of the fact that the Packers were getting some pressure on him again, which was which was nice to see. Yeah. I got to give a, a shout out um, to a player. Uh, a day ago, I texted um, Alex Patakis and our Ben Foldy as well and said, hey, guys, just so you know, there is a guy named Mr. Black who was just elevated. <laughs> to the team uh so if you see Mr. Black. on the field you um you know you don't have to say to yourself what the fuck is a Mr. Black? because now i know who that is so uh, <laughs> and then of course mr black henry black of course the safety um making uh his first his his debut here uh for the packers with the the big the big force fumble at, at the end of the game <laughs> <laughs> I really, I don't that, know what I'm, that, I'm not setting anything up for you. I just wanted to, to drop that sound. <laughs> no, that, that foot, that football on that fumble, I think it flew about 12 yards in the air. Um, that was a really impressive play and reading up on him after they signed him after the draft. I mean, I remember that was the book on him was he was a big hit kind of guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, with Savage out, it'll be interesting to see how many plays he ended up, uh, ended up with on, um, in the game looks like he had two tackles and then that forced fumble. But uh, yeah, I, I think you, you saw a little something there. You, you saw a bunch of these young guys. I mean, him, Vernon Scott made it again, a couple nice plays. Yep. So it was nice to see some of these young guys step up in a couple of big situations. Agreed. Well, the, the Texans were one in five coming into this game. Uh, that's right. Right. One in five, another one yep. in six. Um, yep. So, not a very good team. I guess what what are our takeaways here? Did we <laughs> we were looking for a bounce back game? I guess we got it. It was a frustrating sort of uh end of third into the fourth quarter, um, trying to put this team away. But we're pretty sure they're bad. I don't know. What's the takeaway? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that given the injury list this week, this is a game that the Packers had to survive yeah. as much as anything. And, you know, jumping out to that three touchdown lead in, at the end of the first half was big because then at that point they could, you know, kind of sort of go on cruise control a little bit the rest of the way. Um, and and the defense sort of did that, you know, again, they gave up 300 yards passing to Watson, a lot of that dink and dunk stuff. But I think they also, you know, showed that they were the, the Petten was willing to be a little more aggressive at times. I mean, he brought a seven man rush at one point on a third down inside the red zone, which was just, it, it, it was mind blowing that he actually brought seven guys uh, rushing the passer, um, which, which was great. Um, and, and you saw, um, you saw a lot of the issues that I think came up and, and really bit the Packers against Tampa um, look better in this game. And so if they can get most of these injured guys back healthy in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, next week they get a Minnesota team that is, um, you know, basically left for dead and and has rats jumping off the ship at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know, the following week you get a San Francisco team that all of a sudden looks like they're very beatable. Yeah. Um. So I, I think this this was a you know it, I think it was a bit of a get right game. Um. Get through it with with the injuries. Um. You know, hopefully get some of these guys healthy, uh, for the stretch run a little bit. Um. That's that's what I was hoping for, and and I feel like I was I was re- again reasonably satisfied with uh, <laughs> with the performance that I saw. If you're doing your post game survey, how how did the Packers serve <laughs> you today? You'd go like two thirds of the way to the right hand side, reasonably satisfied. Yeah, yeah, six, six or seven seven out of ten. There you go. 
Um, one one last thing I just wanted to sort of say and have you react to. Um, Vilma is so bad. Oh, <laughs> the commentator, <laughs> the color guard. I heard a Bobby so Turner. Many. I heard a Matt yep. Patton. Uh-huh. I heard he was just um, openly rooting for the Texans at one point. And I, I swear I could at that moment, I was like, there's going to be a producer in his ear right now saying you have to walk that back. And not 45 yeah. seconds later, uh, his partner in the booth there was like, not that you want them to win. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of the more painful uh, color commentating performances that that I've heard in a long time. And we've had worse than Jennings. Jennings in the booth yeah. a couple times already yeah. this year. So it was ugly. Yeah. Um, Vilma is not the favorite yeah. of me. I'll say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a rough one. Um, so and and I mean Kenny Albert's pretty good. Yeah. For you know as far as a play by play guy, He's I'm not fine. sure who he pissed off at Fox to get matched up with Vilma in the booth. But uh, yeah, that poor guy. I mean, I think that that just goes to show how hard it is to find guys that are actually good at that. Yeah. It's, it's easy for me at home, you know, through one and a half beers to be like, you know, I, I could do better than that, but I can't, I can't, I barely make it through this thing alive. <laughs> We're on like minute 20, according to my recording thing. And I'm just, yeah, no, I can't do it. <laughs> so not, not to say that it's easy, but man, it was noticeably bad, noticeably bad yeah. today. You, you get paid to, you know, prepare and, and know these guys' names. And when you have that many gaffes, uh, like he did today, it's yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, a, a good, a surprisingly good performance by Bobby Turner and Matt Petten's boys really <laughs> held it together here. Um, any final thoughts before we close out on our rapid recap here? Only other thing I got to say is it didn't show up with a sack, but Preston Smith had a heck of a game. Yes. Had, uh, pressures that led to two different sacks. Um, he had that huge stop on fourth down where he snuffed out the, it looked like some sort of option look for, for Watson. Um, so I'd, I'd give my game ball on defense to Preston and, and he needed it because he had been kind of a whipping boy for the last five weeks, uh, last five games. So nice to see a bounce back game from him. And I'm, I'm just going to play some Smiths. <laughs> we just haven't had the opportunity to play the Smiths yet this year. So I'm going to do that. Shout out to Preston. And uh, with that, um, that is going to do it for us here on the rapid recap 35 to 20. Again, the Packers move to five and one and, um, yeah, a, we're reasonably satisfied with this game. And so thank you guys for tuning in, uh, at text Western on Twitter at Zach Rapport on Twitter, follow the show at the APC pod. We'll, we will be back for you on eh, Tuesday night, Wednesday ish morning to talk more about this game before we look ahead to the Vikings until then. Oh, I got one more thing to say. It's it. Get your ass out there and vote. Yes. That's it. I'm done. Yes. Wear a mask, vote, and political statement. As uh, as our as our former guest, Gene, uh, Gene Thomas would say, we're getting off the soapbox now. So, <laughs> there we go. All right. We're going to hit the outro music. Go out and vote. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.